0: Thank <laughs> you. yes you're wrong the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love and we're your hosts Shelby and Matt Shelly uh, could you could you crack my back really quick <laughs> that's what stuck out to you yeah like if you could I just like, like there's so many opportunities for you. Like if you could
1: just like just
0: mm, yeah, yeah 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 I would do it for you if we were in the same place I 100% would do you think you could pick me up yeah <laughs> I, I mean, it's like a different... I think I could do it. You don't think I'm physically capable of cracking your back?
1: I don't know. I guess so.
0: I think the problem might be your height, right? Isn't it like you need to be a little taller than the person?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I might have to like squat down or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. You can lie on the floor. I'll do it that way. Just a good old-fashioned step right on your spine. Something will happen. It'll feel good.
1: Okay, wait, wait, wait. I have. A, I just came up with another opening. Uh, do, the, okay. do the opening oh, goodness. again. Goodness.
0: Oh, well... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> this is PSU Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love, and we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Who? Who are you? <laughs> who? What? Again, you're going for you're going for beats late in the film. It seems like the easiest one would be like repeating me or being like you're not Shelby. Like, oh, Shelby's talking a British accent. You know, like it's like you get into the, the multiple the multiverse of PS you're Wrong.
1: Oh, like I should be another version of myself?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> the British version?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Okay, perfect.
0: <laughs> I think that'll be our best take. But um, I really want to get into this because it's been a long time coming. Uh, spoilers have been out there for months on end at this point. I've been avoiding. There have that. been? Oh yeah, yeah. I I had to just like learn to scroll past anything mentioning Spider-Man or Marvel since November.
1: What were the? Sp- like just that, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire were going to be in this. Is that the spoiler?
0: <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, well, that and also just kind of like, I mean, that's the thing, right? Is it's like it's been a this is probably happening, but it's not confirmed situation. Because yes. obviously, this is Spider-Man Far From Home. We knew that the villains from previous films were coming back. Um, Doc Ock and, uh, the Green Goblin had all been and. I think all of them had been had been confirmed, right? I like honestly knew-
1: am not sure. I knew Doc Ock He, I feel like was electro and Green Goblin. Oh yes, we definitely knew that Jamie Foxx was coming back because I feel like that was the first thing we knew because I was like, why would they be bringing him back? That he was terrible. (laughs) Yeah, I was like that movie was horrendous.
0: And then we had to go through a summer of like Andrew Garfield promoting another movie and constantly being asked like, oh, are you in Spider Man? Oh, are you in Spider Man? Oh, are you in Spider Man? Which is such an uninteresting question. And obviously, we knew he could not answer either way. And so it just like. To a certain point, I muted like every mention of Spider Man because I just wanted to just like go in and just, even though I knew it was probably going to happen, I wanted to be able to experience it. And uh, I've got to say, it was a really fun movie viewing time.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the <laughs> third, this is the third <laughs> Spider Man movie in the Tom oh, Holland Matt. franchise. Yes.
0: Matt, are you just a contrarian? Are you going to be the no, only person no, in the no, world? Who I'm not like going to say
1: that it's bad. Be- I'm just trying to set up the situation. Okay, yes. Okay okay, I, okay, 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 okay. It's the okay. third Tom Holland Spider Man yes. movie. Yes. But this is the first Spider Tom Holland is the first Spider Man in the larger extended MCU.
0: Yes. The yes.
1: Andrew Garfield and the Tobey Maguire Spider Man films were uh, packaged under Sony, not yes. under Disney. And they have not featured or factored into the MCU at all up until this point that I'm aware of. Correct? correct.
0: Yeah. Because Sony has owned Spider-Man. And they only decided to lease them out to Marvel with Tom Holland's character. So he first appeared in uh, this the Captain America. Um, I don't remember what the name is.
1: Right, and mm-hmm. so then we also had Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which had yes. these this multi-dimensional Spider-Man sort of plotline, but that also didn't really, I mean, it like sort of pulled things from the other movies, but not in like a um like as concrete of a way as this. Oh yeah, I don't
0: think so. I think it was just a standalone comic spin-off. But then
1: because of the this sort of multiverse theory that's going on in the MCU and with like Mm -hmm, WandaVision mm -hmm. and these, and the Loki show uh, we've been sort of realizing that that's probably where this phase four of Marvel is headed is in some kind of like multiverse, something, something. And so then when they started casting these villains from the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, versions of spider-man to be in this tom holland movie everybody was like okay clearly the multiverse thing is going on and we're going to be doing something where we're pulling in these other two series of spider-man movies now into the mcu Mm -hmm. so that they're all connected Mm -hmm. so
0: and i mean that was even that was even a mess because right before this movie negotiations between Sony and Disney took like a bad turn and they ha- they came they didn't come to agreement to le- to, lo- to, lo- to loan Spider-Man out. And so for a moment, it was just like up in the air if we'd even get this third Spider-Man. But then, you know, obviously corporate synergy is a powerful drug. <laughs> and, and Tom Holland was able to kind of act as mediator and be like, no, this is a really good plan. Like, we need to do this. It'll be worth it for both of you guys. Come back to the table. They were able to negotiate a deal. And so at this point, they signed... Peter, on they saw, they leased Tom Holland out again for at least two movies in the Marvel Universe, which includes this one and a yet to be announced role in a future film.
1: Yes. And so the basic premise of this is that Tom Holland uh, goes and he, because his identity was revealed in the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, he. Uh, He has to go to Doctor Strange and is sort of like, hey, I want to uh, not have people know who I am. And so Doctor Strange is in the process of doing this spell, which goes wrong. And then all of these people from other dimensions uh, sort of start leaking into the Tom Holland dimension. And so first we see all of the villains. And then eventually we get to Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire themselves showing up. And the three Spider-Men have to team up together to defeat these villains from various Spider-Man franchises
0: it's not even to defeat them though in a fun twist it's to like save them it's to give them a second chance it's to send them back with with new hope and new purpose
1: (laughs) yeah it's sort of like to change the history and the other uh, yeah. Well because because I'm, kind of of
0: qui- I'm I
1: I was like, okay, like this sorta of makes <laughs> sense, but if I feel like if we think about this too long, it like won't, but I'll just go with it.
0: I just think it's like, yes, they they were you find out they're ripped from like the moment they're about to die. And they realize that when they're there and they're like, oh shoot, if you send me back, I'm just gonna die. And so Peter Parker, whose aunt May her whole very thinly drawn character is someone who runs like a
1: good a person. homeless
0: shelter and has been trying to help those displaced from the snap. So she's like very familiar with people who are like, wait, what am I going to do? What am I going to go back to? And so her thing is like, well, actually, shouldn't you like help these people? They were kind of victims of circumstance for some of them, right? Like most of them didn't choose to become evil so much as. Evil is thrust upon them through a vat of electric eels, or uh, a dose of super fighter strength that went wrong, or uh, robot arms that grew mind of their own. And so he's like, "You know what? You're right. I shouldn't just push a button and let them go die again. Maybe I can save. Uh, maybe I can fix what went wrong with them, and that will help them recover in the <laughs> alternate reality because they won't be trying to kill Spider Man." Therefore, they won't be murdered by Spider-Man.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Easy peasy lemon squeeze. It's
0: logical. Okay, Matt. Okay, for instance, Doc Ock, right? Doc Ock dies not because Peter Parker's like, man, I can't wait to kill Doc Ock, but because Doc Spider-Man is trying to stop Doc Ock from doing something. But if well, Doc okay, Ock so- went back and he's no longer trying to do that thing, then he won't be killed. Right. But I guess my
1: question is like, okay, if... Like we're all, if Doc Ock is in theory pulled from the same plot line, like plot line as the Green Goblin is, as Mm Tobey Maguire is, if we change the Green Goblin right before he dies and make him better, then like that obviously affects history and the time between him and doc ock and then that in un- i'm like but what I, would I, it change I feel like really, this, you know i feel like this changes like the whole grand scheme of but everything it, the
0: only thing it would change really arguably is that that the green goblin's son chooses to become the green goblin to avenge his father's death so that's really the only thing that would be undone right Yes, but also
1: Norman Osborn is in charge of like this massive company, so presumably that would have some. There'd be some. uh,
0: (laughs) But I'm saying I was okay with it because it seems like okay if Doctor. Oh yeah, I was. I was also. Then what would? It's not like that would change. Like it's not like it would change anything because Peter Parker would just have a new villain to fight. You know.
1: Yes, but I. Maybe I was, maybe I'm wrong about this because I only watched a little bit of Loki, but wasn't part of the whole, like, Loki show that they were trying to, like, prevent people from screwing up these universes? yeah. And now, presumably, Tom Holland is screwing up two versions of the multiverse so maybe loki will be re-killing these people in this next uh season well in
0: the end of loki no 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 so that's the that's the premise of loki but by the end of loki that system has completely fallen apart and no one is stopping these deviants so all these timelines are going haywire and no one's fixing the no one's preserving the like pure untarnished line and so now these stories can splinter off in however many ways they want.
1: And everybody's okay with that.
0: I mean, the end of Loki is like, no, this, is, this could be bad or it could be good, but it's probably going to be messy either way. So it gotcha. wasn't like, oh, salvation. It was like, uh-oh, what happens next? Uh-oh. <laughs> and this is what happens next. Um, so I guess uh, before we dig into it, all of it, did you like it? i
1: did so i realized that i don't think i've seen the first of the tom holland movies Mm, yeah i think that's right i saw the field trip one but i have seen all of the other five spider-man so i did not feel like i was really missing anything here and i loved the toby Maguire the first two Mm -hmm. movies a lot um so i So I felt excited, like, that he was back. I love Doc Ock. I think Willem Dafoe is an incredible actor who did a really good job in this movie. So I was excited to see him. I loved the sort of, uh, like, team-up energy. It was reminding me a little bit of Avengers Endgame and sort of the, like, we're pulling everybody together kind of vibe. So I did really enjoy a lot of this movie. And I think especially... In the year of what we had, Black Widow, and then Shang-Chi, and then Eternals, I was excited that this plot line was, I felt like, very different from those three plot lines. Yes. And was sort of giving you something interesting. I loved Marissa Tomei. I thought she was exquisite in like her couple scenes in this. So I did really like the movie. I think... Part of my, I, I had like a slight issue with, that I felt like tonally, it was sort of uh like a little hodgepodge-y. I mm. feel like the first half is like, like almost like a sitcom. It's like kind of jokey in like an almost sort of stupid way. <laughs> and then, but then it does such a tight turn into this like, now it's sort of depressing and melancholy and like very into the moral viewpoints of this and like what is right and what is wrong and and you know I saw people online before I went and saw it talking about like you're gonna cry multiple times it's so depressing like there's like it's (laughs) just like it's just sort of like a sad it's not like a fun Marvel movie necessarily it's sort of like a sad Marvel movie especially in the back half of it and I sort of felt like those two different angles didn't match up with each other. Like miss like Dr. Strange, like shoveling snow and sort of the like, Oh, and we're in the laundry room. And like that kind of like, this is a bowflex machine. Like, I don't know. I felt like the first half was so kind of corny, jokey. And then it pivoted that I felt like was kind of off. And then there were still like weird jokey moments. And the like, I don't know. I understand that Marvel does that a lot, yeah, but I felt like in comparison to some of the other ones, this was more jokey and then more serious where like Eternals or Black Widow or Shang-Chi I feel like was less jokey to start with and then didn't get as serious I was like this is really like hmm. swinging in both directions in a way that I kind of felt like
0: ah. but isn't but- like the the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man like famously camp like when it, couldn't you argue that that too is a cheese factory <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I don't think it's like a slapsticky.
0: Yeah, okay, okay. I I see your point. I do. I can see that. I think it worked though for me because it felt like intentional in a way where it's like, oh, he's just their friendly neighborhood Spider Man, but then you're you're walloped in the face because one of the criticisms of Tom Holland's Spider Man is that he doesn't feel like your usual spider-man one because you don't get the origin story where he suffers and you know learns with great responsibility comes great with great power comes great responsibility and you don't like see him helping the little guy he's constantly fighting with the avengers like doing these big avenger style showdowns and and so there's like this idea that he's he's too playable he's too removed from reality he doesn't care because he's just able to like do so much so quickly he hadn't he hadn't had to earn it so to speak yeah and so i think this one is sort of a weird it's the last of the trilogy but it's kind of the first moment where he has to face a personal loss because obviously in avengers he loses stuff but he's one he's the one snapped so it's almost like he doesn't have to process it and so then when tony dies he's like oh what do i do and he's trying to find this new father figure but here's the one where he actually like oh shoot like i'm responsible for losing someone which has always been sort of the you know as you see with toby Maguire and andrew garfield coming back it's like that's what hurts them the most that's what breaks them down is like when they lose um ben and when andrew loses mj and so it just seems like That was always coming for this Peter Parker where he had to realize like, oh, it's not all fun and games like, ouch, this one hurt. And so I kind of liked that it was like just this punch in the face (laughs) where things went wrong, but then they were able to kind of find each other and help build each other back up
1: yeah yes yes i i ultimately did like the movie i was i just was like i think we could have toned it down like slightly right. in the beginning um but then i guess this the second one is like very jokey but i think that's because it doesn't really like ha- get into a serious mode like even the villain is kind of a yeah. like a like a cartoon yeah um, where this really like steered very hard into the sort of like sentimental factor. Right.
0: And I was a little worried with this first half because it did feel like, oh, they're just collecting villains to like sit in a room and like have one liners with each other, like just ribbing off each other. Yeah. Because like, they're, you know, he's literally like, the, the plan is you go collect the villain, you bring him back and they're going to zap them all back once they collect them all. And so for a while it's just like Doc Ock and the lizard guy and is it Electro? Is that his name? I didn't I, watch I that. I don't movie, know. But Jamie Foxx is there. And they're all like funny and I frankly enjoyed it. But it did start to feel like, well, okay, are we just are these just all like, you know, is this just a comedy writer's dream to just sit here with a bunch of characters everyone's already familiar with and just have them rib off each other? Like right. riff off each other. I just um But it was still fun. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay, I'll allow it. Because you're a fan of the Tobey Maguire's villains. Did you feel like that was a fair portrayal of them?
1: I think it was. But I think they also smartly like... Well, I don't know if smartly or just um, by virtue of the fact that those are the best villains. Like gave them the biggest parts. The villain from... Uh, you know like Electro and the Lizard Guy and the (laughs) Sandman sort of were like the B tier and then really it's like Doc Ock and um, the Green Goblin who are who have the meteor roles also they are played by like yes (laughs) arguably better actors so I did like that it sort of like steered heavily into that direction and so so much of the of the film was spent like sort of focusing on spider-man's one and two which are also the movies that i know the best so i did really like that part um and you know they were referencing scenes where i was like oh yeah like i remember that one thing that i was really annoyed by and this is just like my like this is my own brain like really like, shooting itself in the foot but the <laughs> moment that cameo started like appearing i was like oh my gosh Kristen, uh kirsten dunst is gonna be in this <laughs> i was like she knows who peter parker is like that's the whole thing is that they know who peter parker is and like she knows uh, like are we going to get her and or emma stone coming back and sort of this like mary like mary jane and gwen stacy and like the different girlfriends sort of interacting and then there was also a line somewhere where like zendaya's mj doesn't stand for mary jane it stands for something else and i was like oh i didn't realize that this were like different characters so i was waiting yeah. for this because i love kirsten dunn so much and also <laughs> i feel like she's so good in the original spider-man movie no, she's yes she's so fun oh and like that upside gosh. down kiss scene is like the most iconic scene in any spider-man okay, film like okay. that's not even a question i can just hear her saying like peter um and I was like, bring her back. And also Emma Stone, obviously extremely talented. Like I didn't need them to be a like a major character, but I wanted like a cameo somewhere. And I felt right. like it was like that there was obviously
0: room <laughs> for that. And no, what would they have done? What would their what would they have added? What would they have brought? I mean, I don't know. Like I don't
1: know what their pl- fit in the plot was but i was like you can't tell me that if disney didn't call up kirsten dunst and say like hey we need you for one day of shooting to film some kind of you know scene that she wouldn't have been able to do it it's not like either of them have other mcu roles do they
0: well no but i just don't think like i think a risk of these sort of ensemble casts is that it starts to feel like too much and not intentional enough. And so I think if they suddenly had two like background women who were very thinly drawn in their own stories just pop up here for a cameo it would have felt like well but what's the point of this
1: but the other thing that the mcu i feel like is so good at or does so often is like let me go back and re like take something that wasn't done well and like show you that it was actually done well you know like i could see some kind of scene with the three girlfriends that sort of like pokes fun at the fact that maybe they didn't get like a strong enough arc in the first movies like i don't know i was just like sitting there and i was like "went where, where is kirsten dunst where is she like where she's coming she's got to be coming and then when she didn't come i was like oh this is disappointing for me but truly no one else felt this way i think i <laughs> it was just me like focusing the other missed opportunity i feel like is the fact that j jonah jameson is the same actor in all three movies and i was yeah. like there was definitely a joke or a scene or something <laughs> in there related to that that was missed. oh he's
0: in andrew garfield's too yeah, I think oh, wow. so. I've Maybe only I not. only saw the first one. I haven't
1: well, I rewatched those ones. Um, we'll need look to make sure, but I think. But either way, yeah, he's
0: them. the same in two. So yeah, it could have been something. There could have been a showdown. They could have done the Spider Man meme, but with Jade Jonas.
1: <laughs> well, also, did they do the Spider Man meme? Mm, I don't because think because so. that's also a missed opportunity. But I feel it would have like. been
0: two on the nose. I think people would have made fun of it. Whereas now we can just miss the opportunity, you know. I guess <laughs> it would have elicited a groan in the audience. I
1: what think. year did the Spider-Man? Uh,
0: the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't He's know. In
1: far like, from home, which is in 2019. thousand twenty nineteen. I'm looking at the. Maybe he wasn't in. Um,
0: the... I don't think he was. Those. That's the thing that's that I thought was fun about this is that. To your point, yeah, they made the boring villains like disappear because who cares about that lizard? No one does. But they did let Jamie Foxx stretch a little bit more and he had fun. And I think that was fun to watch. And then similarly, whereas Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is so emo and like trying to be the cool kid emo and like very... Those movies I just remember being very like serious and kind of like... Uh, dull and just like uninspired, uninteresting. There's not anything new being done with that character. And his play on Spider-Man is very straight, very serious, very like cool kitty, not totally nerdy. And so here it was fun to see Andrew Garfield really try again to reset <laughs> who his Spider-Man was. And I think he and Toby did an excellent job. Of like honoring, you know, whatever they came from, but also just like allowing their characters to be something more, something richer and interesting here without having the backstory to really fully justify it. Because they're brought in sort of in a time jump style where, where yes, we know the movie's background, but there's an implied amount of time passing because they're older now. And so you get like this storyline about how Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, after MJ's death, he went he got much darker. He got more serious, which we never saw because that movie never happened, but you believe it in Andrew Garfield in far from home acting that part and also being this Spider-Man who can be self-aware to be like, man, I'm the lame one, aren't I? And I thought that sort of like self-referential awareness slash let's make these characters more interesting than they maybe were in their own original movies slash we can help them help each other be fun i all i thought it really worked well and it felt fun and natural and they had time to shine and there were like emotional beats for both of them so it wasn't like they were just there for fan service
1: the thing that i felt like uh i sort of took away from this was like everybody was shitting on Toby Maguire I feel like for forever <laughs> and I was like I think Toby Maguire is not a bad actor I think he's actually good in things he's like sort of a little bit like um like mwah, 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 but like I think it works and I was like what has he been up to recently because I sort of miss him like I liked yeah. him in Spider-Man. I feel like he was good in The Great Gatsby. Um <laughs> and like what has he done since Where's then? <laughs>
0: like, yeah. Like
1: where? I'm like looking at the list of movies he's done since then and it's like I don't even I don't even know what these are. What the heck is Pawn Sacrifice?
0: I mean, yeah, you can think he's a good actor. That's fine. I think he was good in this. I really do. I I'm not a fan of the originals because I have a lot of issue with funnily enough how they ca- how they um, what room made Jay to grow? <laughs> and I find them, I find his whole uh, whatever they're dated. I I respect them, but I don't love them. But I really enjoyed both Andrew Garfield's and Toby Maguire's appearance here. And I was surprised by how emotionally attached I felt to them because I expected to just be like, oh, this is so funny. Like, yes, this is, this is fun this is clever like what a fun nod to a long history of a character that everyone loves for different reasons but instead like i was like oh when when andrew got to save this version mj it felt really like an emotional payoff and that surprised me and when and when toby sacrifices himself and gets stabbed in the back by by the green goblin again i was like oh my gosh this is like emotional
1: i also uh was surprised at how big their parts were their parts and also the parts of the villains like i i guess i sort of expected yes they're them to show up but for it to be like in more sort of cameo like one-off things but the villains especially alfred molina and uh Uh, Will and Defoe had, like, fairly large parts throughout most of the movie. And the different Spider-Men had, you know, like, a number of big scenes, including the whole final battle that they were in. So I was like, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield definitely were on set for a while shooting these things. This wasn't, like, a come in for a day and whatever. I mean, like, they were brought in probably for, like, a month or so, I would imagine.
0: I know. I think that's what was so it just like paid off in such a real way because it showed that like, yes, you can have a good idea, but like, if you don't put the work into it, then it's not going to be as strong as it could be. And I think this was like such a surprisingly well, well executed plan. Cause it was like a big plan. It's hard to pull that off and to have it feel like a natural part of the story that doesn't just feel like, yeah, like a sort of fan servicey cameo appearance played for laughs. Like, they put in the work on crafting a story and an interesting problem and allowing these characters to come together in a way that allowed Tom Holland to still be the, you know, main character energy. But you also got like closure on these other two chapters of Spider-Man. And I thought that was just like, I don't know. I I think it really worked in an interesting way. And the villains, that entire angle just felt like so fresh and, hopeful and kind of like endearing where so many of these superhero flicks are focused on like oh we got to get the bad guy like everything comes down to a final battle where you're literally like murdering <laughs> you, you know you're killing civilians in big explosions or you're focused on a showdown in to the death with a mm-hmm. bad guy who has no context or depth right and i think you know you see like uh, so much military and like police and and constantly this like black and white version of crime and criminality and justice and punishment in superhero films especially with like batman and, and especially with dc but also with you know captain america and all the avengers like government enterprises you know but here it was never like There wasn't, like, a villain. It was like, oh, we have to, like, save these people who are worth saving. Not because they're always doing good things or being good people, but because they're people who are worthy of a second chance. And I just thought that was, like, such a new angle for a superhero movie to take. Because we never, like, get to see that. Where it's just, I, I don't know. Just almost this, like, really... It felt like a natural moment for the quote-unquote your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man to kind of take a step back from the usual approaches to right and wrong and justice and instead be like, huh, how can I, as a community member, help lift up my community?
1: <laughs> I am wondering, are there other Marvel movies that they could tie in to this like, that aren't in the MCU that are that they could like bring in for sort of like these alternative worlds or is it really just spider-man that they have
0: like that they don't own well not even that they
1: don't own but just like that aren't that were pre-mcu or like separate from you know like they could like they could theoretically bring in like the venom movies or whatever
0: yeah i mean that's 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 what's teased in the post credit scene actually
1: yes oh yeah yeah, yeah. and so
0: i think yeah i think the the morbius too, like the villain stories that they're starting to do um are kind of playing with that but also like don't they own uh the x-men the x-men yeah
1: yes and i don't know how that'll play in yeah (laughs)
0: who knows that's a devil. A fantastic maybe. Four, our, right? Um, maybe. Uh, oh, what was that
1: movie that was so good that we saw last summer during the pandemic? The power, um, the surge, the surge
0: pill. No, the... no,
1: no, no. The the X Men one with the wolf or the wolf girl and the bear. Oh, the Breakfast the, Club. Yes, the Breakfast. It. Yes. Um, the X- what was that called? New Mutants. New Mutants. <laughs> maybe we'll get a New Mutants. I want to see Annie Taylor Joy in her like sword That's arm.
0: Yeah, but I think like. like Like, similarly, uh, you mentioned Aunt May and Marissa Tomei's performance. And I thought that was like surprising, but also inevitable, but also like really moving, even though she's been really thinly drawn through, you know, she's the hot Aunt May. That's basically all she's known for. She's not really a character in the other movies, but she makes up for lost time in this movie. I thought she did a really good job of making that loss hurt.
1: Also, you can sort of just. Like, with these Marvel movies, and the fact that a lot of times the talent that they are getting is, like, good but not great. That Like, when you actually have, like, a high-caliber actor who, like, comes in and, like, does a, several scenes, you're like, oh, this is what, like, actual talent looks like. And I feel like Marissa Tomei is obviously, like, an incredible actress. Yeah, She's won an Oscar. Like, she was like, you give me this scene where I have to die? Like, I will be doing it immaculately, and in a way that you won't forget. Whereas, a lo- I mean, plenty of people have died in Marvel movies and I feel like are not bringing <laughs> the same uh, level of gravitas. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. It was just like... And the fact that it, it was... I don't know, like you hit all the same beats, you know, this is our third iteration of Spider-Man. So we all know how it goes and we all know like, oh, sad boy, you know, crying on his sad space, feeling sad for himself. How does he get past this to become the greatest version of himself? And it could all start to feel really trite and like overdone and like we're familiar with this ride, like let's move on to the next big fight scene. But instead, like it just... I don't know. Like I I cared about these characters even though even though they're just borrowed from other movies. And so when the Green Goblin does his twist attack, you're like, No, why'd you have to do this? Like please come back, be a good guy again. And you just like felt it all because there's context for three trilogies in this one movie. But then it's also like it stood alone because it felt like a new and original sort of playful way to examine these characters i don't know i just thought it was a fun a fun movie that also happened to be really new and exciting and emotional in ways i wasn't anticipating it to be yeah yeah
1: no i i agree i'm interested to see where they go with the fourth one of these because I mean, obviously, at the end, spoiler alert, the way that they sort of uh, shift every or, uh, save everything is that Peter Parker uh, agrees that no one will remember who he is. So, like, Zendaya and his Aww, so best dear. friend, neither of them, like, know who he is at the end of the movie. That obviously cannot stay that way. So... I think it'll be interesting however they managed to tackle that in the fourth movie of giving those two their memories back.
0: Um, well that's what's weird about how they've all been talking about the movies since this one has been promoted, where it's like it's almost like this chapter closing and none of them have confirmed that they'll be back. And like, yes, we wanna believe they will, but it's also the the director and like writers have been like, Well, we've always viewed this as a trilogy, so if we go if we get to come back to these characters, like we hope you know, there's a different beat to it and a different through line. And so I could see a world where, like, yes, eventually MJ will be wrapped back up into it and, like, you know, he'll be able to... I don't know. It just seems like it's setting I, it up to be, I, like, an older... Like, you know, he's out of high school now. They're graduated. Like, what is life like? He's not going to go to MIT. Like, he can't He can't become Spider-Man outside of New York, so what are they going to do? Like, I think
1: that he... Um... Like, they haven't announced anything formally for a fourth one, but it's, but like, uh, the Wikipedia says a, a sequel is in development currently, and I can't imagine that they are going to not come back to this. I mean, this is basically their best, this is their biggest property currently left but on the board. But
0: do you think they'll want Tom Holland back? Do you think they'll want, do you think Tom Holland will want to be back? Because he's sort of talked about like, maybe it's time to pass the torch. Like, maybe someone I else should so. take it up. No, no.
1: <laughs> i don't think so
0: arguably with the multiverse it would be very easy to recast or yeah but i think this
1: is like an ending that they don't want to end yeah. on that the fans don't want to end on i can't see them like this being the last zendaya slash tom holland uh... well we know
0: he's in another marvel movie
1: right we i think not will what. I think that we'll definitely get a fourth one that has the two of them in it. Like, where will it go after that? I don't know. But also, like, just if you're looking at the the sort of people that they have currently at their disposal, the all of the old Avengers are basically gone or dead or have like. There's not really anybody to pull from there. I think Black Panther was obviously the sort of uh, uh, like obvious choice to have be like the big. Star going forward but Chadwick Boseman Passed away so now that's not really an option Like you have Doctor Strange But I I, he doesn't really have like Lead potential I don't think And then who else do you have Like uh, Like I guess Captain Marvel Like I just think that (laughs) Spider-Man is spider-man did so well this week like people yes. love this character what else is tom holland doing like nothing that has been successful Zendaya's is obviously very successful but she like clearly enjoys this and now she's dating tom holland so like i think that they're definitely making a fourth one of these it is interesting looking at the other phase four movies that they have coming up because it's another doctor strange another thor another black panther another captain marvel another guardians of the galaxy there's like nothing new coming down the pike until you get to a fantastic four movie that's still like we don't even know when that's coming out or like where on the schedule that is they've just announced that they're making it so it's a weird time i think for marvel and that they're not really they sort of introduced a couple of new characters recently but then they're not really uh there's nobody else new coming in the lineup shortly and then also you have all of these tv shows which are like do we have to watch those don't we have to watch those like it's confusing
0: yeah they've all played into it a little bit here and there so do you have to probably not i think there's enough context clues to get over it but it's definitely funny being someone who has been enmeshed in Marvel since the beginning and seeing how layered everything is getting and how they're now complicated even more. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do next. But I will say, I feel like I was surprised by how good this movie felt because with the, um, what was it? Far from home. Uh, the second one, That felt a little more cheesy and like, yes, a good time, but not like a well-crafted story and kind of confusing and like whatever all over the place. And like, how is Spider-Man doing this magic nanotech stuff? Whereas this felt like much more like earnest and kind of like based in the heart and kind of, you know, it allowed all the characters to finally stretch and grow a little bit. Like Zendaya had a much richer part obviously tom holland got to flex his emotional range aunt may like all happy all of it all of them like got their moment so it did in a way feel like a chapter closer yes Uh,
1: i think the second one also was weird because it was like what it was it was the movie that was between uh the avengers movies or whatever so it was sort of a weird uh or or, it was the first one after. after yeah 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 so it was very strange i don't know
0: (laughs) but all in all i just thought it was nice to see a movie that was one focused on like the humanity of both the good guys and the bad guys and it was just like such fun i don't know just like an unexpected payoff for fans and even like casual observers of three iterations of spider-man to see them come together and i thought it was just like what what was your favorite moment (laughs)
1: What was my favorite moment? Between um, the three of them. I mean, I really liked the uh I, I really liked the the sort of like relationship uh between like the green goblin and um and Toby Maguire. I thought mm-hmm. like that those sort of like moments in the fight scene and at the end were really good. Uh yeah, I don't I don't but, like like the sort of dining room scene where they're all meeting each other and sort of like sharing like oh you did this oh no I I did this other thing oh well you know that's weird like I thought that was fun too
0: yeah I really thought it was funny to see them you know make fun of their own movies like I think the most obvious one is where they all realize how weird it is that Tobey Maguire just like has the webbing in his body like it's oh, just yeah. produced uh-huh. by his body and that whole dialogue it, it really validated me who's always been confused by that but then also when Andrew's like man you guys are cool like I didn't fight anyone I just like had like some guy in a rhino suit like it's just like that was always an issue with his dumb spider <laughs> so I thought it was it was clear that the writers cared about these characters and it wasn't just like oh I'm Toby Maguire. like here's me yeah. doing the same thing I did in my old movies like it's it felt like a fun way to honor all three of them while also making fun of them all.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I can, I see that 100%. But if we're
0: talking emotional payoff, I really did. I really did feel feel it when Andrew Garfield got to rescue MJ from falling. Yes, that
1: was a good scene because I did I very clearly remember her like falling down the bell tower. Yeah. And him like trying to Ugh. reach her but like not quite. Um, snap. Yes. That was brutal, so I did I did respect that sort of like callback. <laughs> it was a good one um, yeah, overall, I think like I was putting this into my ranking of the of the movies from this year. Yeah, and I was like, I think this is the best Marvel movie that's come out this year. Oh, yeah. and I think that it is like, I mean, it's like decently high on my ranking.
0: Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. There's not, I mean. I saw your tweet about like, where's Kirsten Jones? And I was like, oh no, he hated this.
1: That is my question. Where is Kirsten? (laughs) Had Kirsten showed up, it would have been higher in this for sure. But alas, that was not an option. (laughs) Um, No, I I do think this year in general, like. I don't know, the the movies have been good, but I feel like for the amount of sort of blockbusters that we have been laden with, because it was all of the films that were saved from the first COVID year, that none of them have really like delivered in as strong a way as I had hoped they would until this. I feel like this is one of the, this is like on the, the upper tier level of all of the COVID yeah. big releases.
0: Yeah, it's definitely been like a – like when you list out all the things that have happened for Marvel uh, this year, there's a lot. Like there's all the TV shows uh, except for WandaVision and there's – well, actually, did that come out in January?
1: I think WandaVision might have been this year. Oh if it wasn't gosh. this year, it was at the very end of last year.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot. There's been a but lot like,
1: happening. Loki, definitely. Yeah. The Hawkeye one. The What If. Winner, yeah. winner, winner Soldier. And then you had Black Widow and Shang-Chi and... Um, Eternals eternals all came out this year yeah. it's been a lot i'm excited that there's not another marvel movie that comes out until next summer i'm like yeah. ball- we all need a break no one wants to go see another yeah
0: release. well and everyone's just going to be seeing this one because it, it shattered box office records especially in covid times it got like 260 million u.s and is just going crazy globally i think it's only it hasn't beat the avengers it didn't beat the avengers Endgame, game obviously but other than that it toppled all the other records for marvel premieres and so i think this is one that will continue to pay off people will continue to see i think it was smart they released it this weekend instead of christmas weekend because now they get all the christmas traffic as well um because i think people will just continue to see this and i would be motivated to see it again because i just thought it was so fun and it'd be fun to see like what things i missed and what like like there's clips on tiktok and stuff of like Uh, you see a magazine article where the girlfriend from the first movie has sold her story to people and is like, don't trust anything Peter Parker says. So weird little details like that where clearly this movie cares about callbacks and there's a lot going on here. So I think it'll just keep keep its uh, energy going into this holiday season and especially the new year.
1: Yeah, definitely. And speaking of the holidays... We will not be having an episode next week because of Christmas. Um, the f- okay, I'm just now looking at the schedule, but I think like, are we doing an episode on the Matrix? Have you seen the first three Matrix oh, movies? Shoot, no, because I, I have, and I would. I have thoughts. <laughs>
0: Okay, and we'll like have to you. talk about that offline. Okay. But then
1: but then okay, but then I really like this this is something that I need from you and I know it will be difficult, but I feel like we are gearing up for it. Okay. Can we do an episode on the new scream? <laughs> please, please, please. You
0: really think you really think maybe that'll be a Patreon episode. <laughs>
1: You did, you did the Halloween movie. I'm I feel sure like you I can could get survive
0: it. I'm saying I don't know if that's as big a deal as you think. Uh, we'll wait uh, and see. We'll wait uh, and see. Anyways, the point is, um, you might not get more content over the holidays, but we are gonna post a uh, holiday movie episode to our Patreon. Yes, um, that'll come out this week, so there will be something to get you through the uh, <laughs> the COVID heavy holiday season we're facing. Um, but I'm glad you like Spider-Man. I'm glad you saw it. I think it was a fun time. And if you are wondering if it's worth seeing, I would say yes. Obviously, uh, you know, this variance, uh, problem. So follow the CDC guidelines and your own comfort level as you decide and make this personal choice for yourself. But it was a good Also, movie. this
1: will be coming to Disney Plus at some point, presumably. So... You know, oh, I mean, yeah. if you absolutely cannot go to the theater, it will be there within a couple months. I would imagine. honestly,
0: I hope people who haven't seen it haven't listened to this podcast because it was so fun watching it in real time. And even though I knew it yeah. was coming, the big reveal of Andrew Garfield and toby Maguire was definitely like a experience.
1: Okay. <laughs> no.
0: Anyways, uh, we're at P S U Wrong on Instagram and Twitter. You can send us your into your thoughts to P S U Wrong at. Uh, gmail.com uh but yes. anything else no i think that's it well. see you
1: in 2022
0: <laughs> i'm feeling 2022
1: i don't know about you but <laughs> okay. Okay. okay see you guys bye. later bye